Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can download the app if you don't already have it, Jay. I'm sure you, most people listening to us have it. It's on your phone already. Hit more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We're right there. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, baby. That boot on LeBron James' foot looked serious last night. I'm going to tell you that, watching him on the sideline. It, it, it's like um, it, it makes me feel bad when I watch the Lakers play because I know the season that LeBron James was having at 38 years old was unprecedented. And the amount of time he has to play, that it led ultimately to a foot injury where now we're going to put all the weight on the shoulders of A.D. and D'Lo, who just got to this team, to say, make our run to the playoffs. Just tough. Hey, I want to say congratulations to, you know him well, Jay, Dave McKinnon, our producer. That's right. He had his He's first produced child. me on several shows, including this just in. Um, he, he's a father. Father for the first time. Mazel tov, Dave. Wait, and it's a great name, too. It is. The name is uh, – I'll find it. I'll find it, Max. Because Dave texted to me early the other morning, and it was just a little girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. 11.05 a.m. Ember Pearl McKinnon. Uh-huh. That's, inc- that's incredible. That's right. She'll that's be awesome. president one day. That's awesome. So, I, I, look, I, Jay, the, even before the boot, when LeBron goes down and you can read his lips and he's saying, I heard it pop. Come on, man. That, look, that's, that's the Lakers season right there. You, you had to have everything go right to win a playoff series, right? To make the play in, get the right matchup, win a playoff series. <clears throat> Could they still do it when he heard something? What's the quickest comeback you ever heard when someone hears something pop in their foot? Uh, not good. It's not too – when they're like, he'll it's be reevaluated in two weeks. No. I never heard it, something pop, and then someone's back in two weeks. <laughs> What's he going to come back in his first game while they're in the play-in? Like, essentially? Like, LeBron's so LeBron great, James? maybe he can win that game, but then what, are you going to win a series? Yeah, I feel like LeBron James is done for the season. I, the, the, the bigger question to me, and I, we talked about whether the Lakers will make the playoffs or make the play-in with AD and D'Lo coming back, and I, I do think there were positives last night that were in that game. I think other players need to step up. But LeBron, over the last several years, has always had an injury down the stretch. And we're starting to see Father Time take a significant role. Um, and, and, and what the numbers he's put up are incredible. But it seems like when you get to the end, there's been some kind of lingering effect due to the minutes he's been logging. 37, 36 minutes per game over the last two years, 37, 38 years old. At some point, you have to reflect and say, I know you want him to play. I know his body is unique. It's like an alien. But this is this is – an indictment on the franchise, on Rob Palenka for not surrounding him with youthful talent to help him load those minutes. This is – there's so much there. I, let me That's say, the topic, me, Max. I, I think what you just said, what pops into my mind, pops, is the oh. LeBron and the Lakers may have just gotten lucky because I was in L.A. doing afternoon drive with Marcellus Wiley, Max and Marcellus on 710 ESPN L.A., and – 
the, the Lakers get D'Antoni as a coach, and they had Steve Nash, so now you want D'Antoni, of course, and um, they had, still had Powell, and they had Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant, and this team was supposed to win a championship or at least get out of the West or at least get to the Western Conference Finals, and they were in danger of not making the playoffs. Kobe was reluctant at the time to really implement D'Antoni's system. It's nothing he was used to, and he didn't really believe in it, and he didn't think it was going to work, and et cetera. And he basically staged a behind-the-scenes mutiny in the sense that he was like, all right, we're about to miss the playoffs. No, not with me on this team. And he took over the team, took over the, the, the you know, early on he told Dwight, you're the captain of the defense, I'm the captain of the offense, right? Like, let's be honest. And once he did that and once he started doing it, the Lakers started winning. They won a lot. Jay, I want to say they went 26-12 and 12 mm. over the last 38, and they made the playoffs. But I remember at the time saying, Kobe cannot be playing himself 45 minutes plus per game, right? D'Antoni's got to assert that at least and say, you can't do this. Because given his age and number of minutes, and the, he is in danger of a catastrophic injury. In fact, his Achilles did indeed snap. There's, a, there's an American like, uh, folk song about John Henry, this guy who's like, a, you know, with the hammer, he's hammering away, and, and then the steam drill comes out, and he bets, it's like against technology, he bets he can beat the steam drill in a competition, and he does, but he dies from the exertion, hmm. right? That's what I felt like watching Kobe, like, yes, you're going to will the team to the playoffs, but you may sacrifice the rest of, this, of your career, which he did, Jay, he was never the same. He had that 60-point game, last game of his career, but that was really the end of the great Kobe Bryant as we knew him was when the Achilles went. I said the same thing about this LeBron. What I, I brought up this comparison on this show many times in the past. If he continues to play 38-plus minutes, 40 minutes a game, at his age, given all the miles, he's going to suffer a catastrophic injury. Jay, the fact that it's just a foot that popped and they think he could be reevaluated in two weeks and maybe... No. They lucked out, but they the fact that this is not an Achilles, they lucked out, Jay. And LeBron James should not come back. It's, I mean, obviously, you have to go through an MRI. You go through the process. You see what the injury is. But if it's something that is lingering over a period of time, even for a playoff push, like you're going to jeopardize the next couple of years of your career that you have left down the stretch, it automatically comes back to me, Max, before we talk about Kevin Durant, about what other high-level guard are you surrounding LeBron James with that can help unload a lot of the weight that he feels like he needs to carry from an initiation perspective, right? He does a lot of it. Playmaking ability, scoring, defense. This year, obviously, with the scoring title, was something that obviously drove him. Was He was ambitious about it, but he was keeping him in contention, single-handedly. He was, and... Uh... If the, like everyone, forget about this year for a second. If you're a Lakers fan, they were never going to win a championship this year. The main thing is, will LeBron be good to go next year? Can AD show some consistency in terms of his ability to stay on the floor? Don't worry about the fact he can't assert himself and be an alpha and blah, blah, blah. He is, not, he's, he is the number two guy on this team anyway, even next year. And can the Lakers put enough pieces around them? And they started to put the right kind of pieces around LeBron to make a run next year. Lakers fans got to think about next year. Don't delude yourself right now. If LeBron has not just suffered a catastrophic injury, you have dodged a bullet. If AD can stay on the floor, well, it's empty calorie stats. Da, da, you, that's fine. okay. Just stay healthy, AD. Stay healthy. LeBron will come back. And if Palinka can now start gathering the right kind of pieces to put around LeBron, the Lakers can make a run next year. You know who's making a run this year? Who's that? KD. 
Looks that way. Looks like it's going to happen. Rich in North Carolina. We're going to get to KD in a second. Rich in North Carolina. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. North Carolina. (laughs) I hear you. Yes, this is Rich. What's up, Rich? What's up? Hey, man. Um, Happy to be here. Um, First of all, the Lakers last night looked dejected. Or as a fan, I watched All right. We're having a hard time. Your break, your, 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 your reception's breaking up. We'll try and get back to this call if the reception gets better. David in Georgia, you're on with Jay Will and Max Kellerman. This is Uh-oh. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Jay Will and Max, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Anthony Davis couldn't carry it in Kentucky without them two forwards that he had. Mm-hmm. So, and you know he couldn't carry it in New Orleans, and he definitely ain't going to carry it in L.A. You know, it's okay to be a max contract player and not be a team carrier because the great teams have two max contract players. You just have to be good enough to be the second best player on a championship team, and AD already showed he could do that. Showed he could do that. Just He ain't going to be the number one guy. I don't think the caller was finished. He is now, Jay. <laughs> what were you saying about KD? That this is, you know, I, I had to do serious XM yesterday. And uh, it was referring to Charles Barkley's comments about Kevin Durant. And Charles Barkley, you know, in a nutshell, pretty much said, you know, LeBron had to respond to the oh, – do you want to throw it to the sound? You, you want to hear it? Yeah, I would love to. Here's Barkley, pro uh, and college basketball Hall of Famer, on first take. Here he is. If you go back and look at LeBron, who I really admire and respect, he said this. I did not say this. He says – I had to win a championship without Dwayne to get old heads respect. Kobe Bryant said this too. He says, I have to win a championship without Shaq to get these old heads off my back. I I hold Kevin Durant to the same criteria. Mm. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the fan says. I'm talking about old guys like myself who went through the trenches. Kevin Durant gonna have to before, hey, he's all-time great, but when it comes to being mentioned with some of these other guys, he's going to have to win a championship where he's the leader of the team and he's the best player. So, like I said before, leader of the team can mean different things. Like, he's not the vocal LeBron James-like leader of a team, but as it relates to leading by example, being in a gym, that is a form of leadership where I disagree with Chuck. What I will say, though, is that comment led me to think about Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, one of the most dominant players ever. Is he a great to you, Max? Of course. He's a great. He won one with Kobe. He won one with D-Wade. He didn't have to go out and win one by himself, did he? Everyone needs someone. Yes. Everyone needs someone, yep. right? So, like, I, I, for me, if you're Kevin Durant, even if you do win one with Phoenix, basketball purists will say, Phoenix has never won an NBA championship. Phoenix is a team that got blown out last year in a game seven in a game that we felt like they were going to be in and got smashed, right? And now he's reviving Chris Paul and Devin Booker to help them get over the hump to win a championship. That's how I will look at it. But natural members of the media are going to say, well, he still forced his way out of Brooklyn because that failed, and he still got himself to another team where they had another perennial all-star in Devin Booker in CB3. So it does feel like if you're – KD, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You can't worry about other people cementing your greatness. All that matters at the end of the day is that 
you will be a two-time finals MVP. You're a two-time world champion. And if you become a third-time finals MVP and a three-time world champion, then he will be considered one of the greatest to ever do it. He may not be LeBron James. He may not be Michael Jordan. But you're not going to sit there and dismiss his talent. You can't. I want to get into what you just said. Coming up, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. There's no doubt in my mind that there's a lot of excitement around this Suns team of what they're going to be when they get Kevin Durant. As far as integrating Kevin, I think there's going to be times where there may be hiccups. God's been great at integrating me in all the sets and having a long practice so we can figure some stuff out, so it's been fun. I'm looking forward to try to you know translate that over to the floor. The expectation is that he is going to hit the ground running, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he fits in seamlessly to what this team does offensively. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Jay, you said some stuff about KD and what Charles Barkley said about what KD has to do. And, in fact, what you believe KD has to do. Chuck was like, KD's got a – I love the fact that everyone's on a first-name, nickname basis with him. Chuck uh, was Chuck. like, <clears throat> he's got to lead a team to a championship, right? And you're like, look, if he just wins a championship – in Phoenix. That's now he's a three-time champion. Yes. I agree with you. He's got to win a championship in Phoenix. I don't know that he has to lead them to it because everyone's well, different. Well, that's what I'm saying. But what's your definition of lead? Like a lead dog, like a CP3 or LeBron? I think CP3 be- will be the leader on that team and KD will be the best player on the team, right? And it's possible that Devin Booker CP- can win finals MVP if they win it, right? Like, who knows? I'll give you an example real quick before you get into your point. Yeah. So, like, Going into, my, going into my freshman year of college, my senior year of high school, I got a chance to spend a lot of time with the Duke team, and Trajan Langdon was the leader of that Duke team. Now, he wasn't the vocal rah-rah-rah guy. Were they paying you yet, or did that happen later? Yeah, we don't talk about stuff <laughs> okay, like sorry. that, Max. But Trajan was a guy that literally was the first in the gym, the last to lead. It was more like the work ethic. Like, this is how we work. He wasn't the vocal guy pointing and getting all the fame, but he was – one of the bona fide leaders of that team. I wouldn't even get bogged down in quibbling about what does leading mean and da da da. I think you could just be the best player on a championship team, and that that's who you are. That's what you are. If you lead by example, whatever, or don't even lead at all. You just but you won, and you're the best player. To me, what's much more important than that? It, well, but if, even if he wins, they'll say, "Oh, they had Devin Booker. They just went to the finals. They have Chris Paul." No one wins on a bad team. You're not going to win a championship. Of course, it's going to be a very good team. The issue is, and this is what I want to drive home, the Warriors were different. The reason if he wins on Phoenix, it shows you something that he has not yet shown is, yes, he won finals MVP and da-da-da-da. Guys, the Warriors, had they won the championship, 
would have been called the greatest team that ever was. They had 73 regular season wins. Everyone watched as Steph and Draymond and Clay redefined basketball. They were going to, if they would have beaten LeBron and, Ky- and Kyrie and Kevin Love, and now they're champions after 73 wins, oh, it's the best team ever. Oh, are they better than the 72 win Bulls? That's the type of, of, of area they're operating in. That's not these Suns before KD got there. These Suns were a garden variety, powerhouse Western Conference team. They made a finals and lost. Big deal. Like, the good teams do that sometimes, really good teams. Mm-hmm. If KD wins a championship away from the Warriors, who also won before he was there and after he was gone. He will have shown something new. I don't care if he leads, follows, goes left or right. Who cares? He will be, he's the best player on that team. If he wins a championship, it will be because he showed up. They didn't do it before. They won't do it if he's not there. You can make an argument that Kevin Durant and Aaron Rodgers are the two most polarizing figures in all of sports right now. That it doesn't really matter even if they do win a chip. Certain people are going to find things wrong with them. KD, we've had people call on this show, Max, literally to you and I, and say that you guys are Kevin Durant apologists. Apolog- like, what, what a second. Like, people I mean, hear maybe what they Jay, want. not me. But no, no, but no, it's not. Like, I talked about Kevin Durant having to win a chip. Yeah, Durant got mad at you one day for stuff he said. Yeah, yeah, right. Whatever. But like, it goes back to the point, though, of is it more the drama that people know Kevin Durant for, yeah. or is it more the on the court? What do you think? I think it's I think it's the drama, because I look at Kevin Durant, regardless of whether he wins chips or not. I know who the best player on the floor was with Golden State. Yeah, I know Clearly. that without Kevin Durant, even if you want to put in Paul George, it still doesn't give you the same likelihood or probability yeah. of winning a championship against LeBron James. Because I know who the hell LeBron James is in my mind, and I know that Michael Jordan, LeBron, regardless of whether you want to argue about that, you're talking about the two best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what it takes. To beat LeBron James. Yep. So I, I know what his greatness is on the court. I don't think people recognize that as much because it's all the other stuff. It's the burner accounts. It's a, you, defile, you decide to follow Kyrie Irving. You left Golden State. You shouldn't have left Golden State. Why did you even go to Golden State? It feels like all these other narratives carry so much more weight than the on-the-court product. Can I bring up one of my pet points from Greatest Hits Volume 3 or whatever? Yes. I, when you say he's like his greatness and everything, Kevin Durant's goodness, meaning how excellent he is at basketball, has already been established at the highest possible level in the history of basketball. There are a couple of guys you can mention at that level. But the greatness is really what I'm talking about. And I think that's what Charles Barkley's getting at, too, although he says lead. I just think you just got to be on the team. Greatness to me is when the playing field is more or less level. It's not going to be perfect exactly, but can your team win the whole thing because you're on that team, right? And my point about the Warriors is that was not a level playing field. That team was already on a level playing field with okay. with a, the best version of a LeBron James team. Once you add KD, the I thing don't think I, they were. The, but, well, I don't the think year, they were. Okay, but, but the year— but, the, Go ahead with your point. Without, K, well, without KD the year before, they went to a game seven mm-hmm. with LeBron with a healthy Kyrie and Kevin Love. Fully loaded LeBron team— eked it out in game seven, right? So they're already right there with the best in the NBA, you know, the very, very best. Once you add KD, he's no longer proving to me the greatness that I want to see. In other words, I already know how good he is. What I want to see is in the moment of truth when the playing field's level, can your team win because they got you? 
And now, to me, on the Suns, he has a chance to prove that. In Brooklyn, he had a chance to prove that. In OKC, he had a chance to prove that. The Warriors, you're showing something else. Okay, let me, let me ask you this. Le- LeBron James and Kevin Durant, skill set-wise, are they kind of the on the same level? Yes, but different skills, but yeah. All right, accolade-wise, are they in the same level? No. I don't see anybody making that argument, saying that Kevin Durant's on the same level as LeBron James. Because right. LeBron's done the thing I just said. I, I, but LeBron, LeBron did it after going to – he did it back in Cleveland with Kyrie, who made the biggest shot in Cleveland history for him, by the way. But that – But, but yeah. LeBron, I, I'm not making the case that LeBron hasn't carried the load. LeBron has. LeBron has brought teams from the depths of the sea to the NBA Finals. I, I've also said LeBron is one of the few players in NBA history that individually – can do that. He gets you closer to a championship by himself than anyone ever. He is so right. different in that manner. Yeah. No other player can do Like We don't hear us talking about step. Giannis maybe to a degree, but even LeBron was different than Giannis. There are players who, to me, if you're already loaded, can will win the big, like, like Jordan to me. If you got enough stuff, Jordan, I'll take it every time. You win every time. But if you're talking about you ain't got a thing, nothing. Start with a blank slate. Give me one player who's going to consistently make me competitive to win championships every year. No player's ever been LeBron in that respect. Agreed. He by himself can get you closer to that than anyone else. KD has a different kind of game. KD is more of a put-you-over-the-top kind of game, as scorers often are, right? As, although KD can also distribute and all that stuff, but he's not a point forward. So my point is when I hear Uncle Chuck keep talking about, I'm not going to put him on that level. I'm like, even if KD does win this championship, you're putting him on that level with LeBron James? Well, I'm not. Okay. This is what I would say. If he wins this championship, the difference is LeBron has shown up in places, been that gravitational pull that put together a champion. Did it in Miami, did it in Cleveland when he went back, did it in LA. KD did not show that in Brooklyn. However, if KD wins away from the Warriors on a level playing field type thing like he would do this year, his package as a player, his size, his skills, Where does ability, it elevate him to if he does it this year, in your opinion? I think he'll have a Compared good, to where is he now, and then where does it elevate him to? Okay. Do right, you look at him differently than Steph? Right. Yes. Right now, there are arguments that KD's not in the top 10 all the time. There are arguments. I would say he is, but there are arguments. No, no, wait a minute. If KD wins in Phoenix... Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and KD will pop up on many lists as right next to those guys. You don't put Steph Curry in that list? He's a little small. Yeah, but, I, but I'm saying Steph has won two without Kevin Durant. He has. On, he has. There's no question. Steph is, is, is his so greatness. The, so is, all I'm trying to say is, like, does it, does it alter the conversation for you does. that drastically? It does. Okay. It does. For me, it does. Okay. He will have shown greatness in his good. He, See, I, I, said, I, I don't need championships to determine whether a player is a top 10 greatest basketball player. When Muhammad Ali was in his That's prime, the, before exile, the first time for kids who don't know, he refused induction into the Vietnam War, and he was take, his boxing license was taken away through his prime, right? So there's, pre, there's pre-exile and post-exile Ali. When Ali was pre-exile, Jay, he was the goodest heavyweight who ever lived at that time, right? Mm-hmm. He was better than any heavyweight who ever lived. But he didn't show that he was the greatest heavyweight yet. What would happen when he was really tested? When he came back post-exile and he wasn't the goodest anymore, he showed he was also the greatest. I know KD is one of the goodest players who ever lived already. Been known that. I want to see if he's one of the greatest players who ever lived. Now let's see. That's how I would put it. I already think he's one of the greatest. 
You think he's proven in the moment of truth that he can put a team over the top when the chips are on the line and it's like an even playing field? I have not seen that. Okay, I, I think he's, he's going to have his chance to prove it because the last two games I watched Dallas blow out the Suns. Yeah, no doubt. Blow no out doubt. He's the Suns. I think he will have a chance. By the way, you heard Giannis's uh, roasting of KD or oh, at least attempt at it. Next, we're going to get man. into it. And did we learn anything from the Lakers last night? 888-SAY-ESPN, Keyshawn J. Willemax. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Into the lane, hangs it, Gabriel, floats it up and in! Morant, a new franchise record with 28 points in a quarter. Shots I missed early in the first half and shots I made in that third quarter. You know, I just told my teammates I wasn't going to miss too many more of those, and the rest is history. Notchar into the paint, running quarter, no good. Oh, Jared Jackson just posterized Anthony Davis. You got arguably the best player to ever play the game. You're going to feel his absence. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Look at this. Chris Canty back with us. And we are joined by author. Very fancy. New book. Oh, yeah. The Education of Kendrick Perkins. KP, I thought that only happened when you showed up and talked to me, but apparently it's your entire life. <laughs> Memoir by NBA star media heavyweight Kendrick Perkins. What's going on, KP? Jay, Max, what's going on? And Max, why you always got to throw in the heavyweight and stuff like that? Man, you can it's leave the, that out of there. the box You're a stuff big fella. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, KP, he insecure, <laughs> man. He insecure. And I'm a little bit insecure because you didn't shout me out. I'm sitting here on the damn show, too. Can I get some love? Matt, is that my boy, Cannon? Of yeah, course, you know, of course it's me. Hey, Cannon, that's my fault, man. My apologies. You know, hey, you know, we tied together like shoelaces. Oh, oh for sure. And, and, oh, for sure. And I want to congratulate you on the new book. So you're no longer giving away free game. They got to pay for this part of the game. God, preach. Absolutely. <laughs> ESPN All Access with the Boston Celtics, Malika Andrews, and Kendrick Perkins will be on site in Boston. NBA Countdown will also be live from Boston at 7 p.m. Leading up to the game at 7.30 p.m. That's Cavs at Celtics. Perk. I got to dig into it. You know I like the drama, and there's always a lot of drama around the NBA. So I, I, I saw I, – I was on vacation, and I saw you on first take talking about Nikola Jokic saying stat padding, 
And then I saw J.J. Redick yesterday on first take going at you for a stat pattern. So you're kind of saying, hey, what you're talking about, Perk, I, I disagree. This is not what Jokic is. I know this is a polarizing subject around Jokic, but I know you responded via Twitter, but I want you to respond to J.J. Redick live on our show mm. about your thoughts on Jokic and his compliment on it. Well, well, first of all, Jay, I, <laughs> I heard you tell me one time, hey, man, if you want to slap box, at least let me be there to throw my punches Go back. Ahead. At least let me be there to throw my jab and my uppercut. That was my response to, to J.J. But here it is, right? It's no disrespect. So Jokic, I feel like he's one of the most skilled bigs to ever play this game of basketball. And when I made the comment about the him averaging a triple-double, I simply reminded Stephen A. on first take that I witnessed him go from averaging around 9.5, then it went to 9.6, and I saw his shot attempts go down and he started passing the ball even more. Now, my, my whole thing was that stat pattern happens all around the damn league, man. Let, like, let's not let's not sit up here and be fooled like, Jay, that you wasn't in locker rooms and throughout the course of a game, guys was a rebound away from having 20 and 10 or, you know, Twenty a, a trip, two assists away from having a triple double, and they wasn't aware of it at the time, and and guys w- was like not helping them trying to get to that goal. So let's not act like guys don't know where their numbers are. They're having conversations between their family, friends, with their agent. They know where their numbers are at. That's why you see guys today when when it's time to take those half-court shots, uh, you know, at the end of quarters or at the end of halves. You see guys just dribble the clock out, right? You know why? <laughs> it started from guys not wanting to mess up their three-point percentage. So <laughs> let's not act like this This don't exist. Like, this happens, and it's okay. You know who's the second, you know, all-time leader for his field goal percentage in Celtic history? It's me. And Robert Williams just passed me up. And I remember when I was on the verge of breaking a cornbread uh, record for his field goal percentage, highest field goal percentage in the season uh, with Celtic history. Guess what? Max Max uh, Cornbread used to always come up to me and say, hey, man, you open that elbow. I was like, I'll dribble hand off and get the shot clock violation before I – not break this record and be number one over you, right? I would tell them that. In other so words, that's your version of it. That's your version of what you're saying Jokic is doing. No, but what I'm saying is is this, Max. I'm not – what I'm saying is is this. It happens around the league and locker rooms are aware with these people, what these players and guys are capable of doing. And there's no lie about it. It don't matter what your personality is and, and all that. Like, Okay, people used to criticize Russell Westbrook. I was about to say Westbrook. Every single season. And how much of that do you think comes from when you average a triple-double, when you put up stupid numbers, as Westbrook did, as Jokic is doing now, uh, as Giannis did once upon a time, before you win a championship, people are like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But in this league, it's really about the playoffs. It's a long playoff season. Do it in the playoffs, right? Like To me, most of the criticism about Jokic, what's underneath it, is the lack of play, deep playoff runs, right? Like, isn't that really what we're talking about? Absolutely. Um, you know, 
when I think about the when I think about the guys like Giannis, right? Just think about Giannis. Uh, when he won when he won uh the MVP back to back years, right? Mm-hmm. The next the next goal for him coming into that season, the next conversation people was having, um, was about whether or not he was gonna go to the finals 100%. and win the championship. Like and and that goes for anybody that didn't want the MVP. It was the same energy with Steph Curry. So why are we not keeping the same energy when it comes down to Jokic, especially mm-hmm. if we're talking about him being on the verge of winning his third straight MVP? Going I think down we are on that energy. I think we are. Huh? I think many of us in the media are on exactly that energy. Like, okay, great, but what are you going to do in the playoffs? Yeah, and the other part to that conversation, Big Perk, is are we looking at Jokic as a top five player in the game? A lot of people don't just because he hadn't had success once we got to the postseason. This guy ain't got out of the second round since he started winning MVPs. I've never so, seen so, a disconnect like this where a guy monopolizes the MVP, yeah. and yet he floats in and out of my top five at, like, five. Yeah, He's not in almost anyone's well, top three. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it, it's well, wild. Well, let, me ask you, let me ask you this. How, how are you on the verge of winning your third consecutive MVP and you're still not labeled? as the best player in the league. Guys don't look at you. Forget the media and the fan base, but think about his peers. Like Malik Andrews sat down with Jason Tatum, Tatum Donovan Mitchell, and uh, and uh, John Morant. And when she asked about who was the best player in the league, they all said, I believe, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So my thing is, how is a guy right now about to win? See, this is what I keep saying about moving the goalposts when it comes down to winning the MVP. Like last year, for example, the Denver Nuggets finished number six in the West, one game from not being in the play-in tournament. Joel and B led the league in scoring. I mean, guys were having these these great, these great uh, you know, runs and, and, and having individual performances. But still, we moved the goalposts so much every single year for, I believe, guys who we want to win the MVP. Yeah, but this is what it comes down to to me. Regular season MVP, come on, different. Come on, when I say, hey, Steph never proved until this past season that at the end of the season he was the best player in the game. Oh, what are you talking about? He did in 2016. He was the – really? When it was all said and done, you thought he was better than LeBron after the postseason? Stop it. When we talk MVP, really, what we're really talking about is not regular season MVP. We're talking about who the best player in the game is. You only find that out in the playoffs. Let's be honest about it. All right, that is – Kendrick Perkins. All right, KP. I see you spitting facts. The education of Kendrick Perkins is the autobiography, and uh, I suggest you pick it up. Thanks, KP. All right, thank y'all. Appreciate y'all, my brother. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched 
with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. You know, we were just talking about, because Chris Canty brought it up in the previous segment with Kendrick Perkins, that Jokic, in spite of the fact that he, he's, despite the fact that he looks like he's heading for his third straight MVP, and I've been talking about this for weeks on this show and this just in, J. 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN, handsome host. I, I, you know, there's never been a disconnect between a guy's place in the game among most observers and his dominance of the MVP award, his monopolization of it. Like, three in a row, it looks like he's going to win. He floats in and out of my top five, Jokic. Five, okay. six, something like that. Lack of success in the postseason and mediocre defense, which might be being kind, right? So top, top five or six, where is he for you? One to Jokic, where does he rank? So... Giannis one as yep. of right now, KD two because of health for Giannis and yep. KD. Yep. Steph three. Yep. Steph KD right there. Yep. Like one two three. That's where I am. Gil Bron still top five to me. I agree. You want to put him four? Bron, I'll put Brown four. Yep. And then I get into like the Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Jokic, Doncic, who has the ball in his hand, so controls your offense. But Just you, made you, a conference finals. Yeah, Doncic. Yeah. You get into that. So, but, okay, so that's but what I mean. I, so those are four you have ahead of Jokic. When push comes to shove, even though Jokic has more sway over a game in certain respects, Tatum defends and Jokic doesn't. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, Jokic impacts the game in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And, I, I, yo, look, people, if you don't like Jokic, fine. You don't have to like him. And I, I keep hearing people say, well, you know, he's, he's not super. Yo, this dude is different, man. I do like He him. has the best footwork in the him and Joel Embiid have the best footwork in the league. The best footwork in the league. And by the way, like his rebounding, his shooting, the way he, the way he works around the rim, there, there's, down, a, there, there's a different low. motor in, in him than there is in Joel Embiid. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Now, him and Joel Embiid are different. But whether you want to range them around the same or you put Joel Embiid a little bit ahead of him, and I know we have Joel Embiid fan base here, the motor is different. I'm not, I don't, it's, not like I, it's not like I favor Joel Embiid over Jokic. I would rather have Joel Embiid because of he two things. He hasn't been out of the second round? He hasn't. That's a great point. I'm just saying, that's, a, that's one of those cases people use against Before Jokic. We he hasn't been out of the second round, though. I'm like, okay, well, Before Joel we get, Embiid hasn't been out. You're right. Before, you're right, and he's been on a lot of good teams. Before we get to Embiid, but I, 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 and how much of this is the fact of the position they play. When you have four guys for sure ahead of Jokic, that is... Giannis, uh, Giannis, KD, Katie, Steph, and LeBron. LeBron. Good. I'm, I'm with you. Here are the guys who you can compare to Jokic. But I want to know who, when push comes to shove, you have ahead. I have Tatum ahead of him. His team just made the finals. They got deep in the finals, and Tatum's a two-way player. You have Jokic or Tatum ahead. Who's I'll ahead? I'll probably take Jason Tatum. Okay. So now but, we're up to six for I Jokic. I don't know. I, uh, 
I don't. But because Jokic I, gets a little bit of a it's raw hard, deal, it's, it's hard for me, man. Like, I take that back. I'm just, I'm, I'm in between. I'm, I, I need to see how this year pans out before I say I'm going to take one of those guys over Jokic. I understand that too because Jokic. When he was Jokic still getting special, better, man. was not good in the bubble in the playoffs when it mattered most. When he had Jamal Murray, Porter was hurt, but Jamal Murray balled out, and Jokic didn't rise to that level. On the other hand, Jokic has gotten better since then, and in that time, he hasn't had Jamal Murray and Porter all the time. Right now, and guys are healthy, and Aaron Gordon now, and Aaron Gordon. That's right. And they, what you mean? I'm not saying and. That's Alan Yates jumping oh. in our show. Yeah. What, what else? And Yates, go ahead. I just want to know how you're good enough to win the MVP despite having healthy teammates, and then when you lose in the playoffs, it's well he didn't have healthy teammates. If you're well, that, good enough that, to win the MVP, but, but, but that's why Jay's saying to get over but, the top. That's why well? Jay's saying he wants to see what happens this year. Yeah, and by the way, the MVP is a regular season award. I don't right? care what award he's getting; something that only certain amount of dudes get. One person every year gets this award. It solidifies. Greats to legends and legendary people to untouchables. He's going to be on a list, a very short list of people to win three. In a row. In a three row. in a row. It's only and three every guys. Every time we talk about this guy, there's always, yeah, but he didn't have Jamal Murray here, but he won MVP. But then he didn't have this guy here, but he won MVP. And now when he gets to 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 have to, you know, perform, it's oh well, the motor. A lot of what Yates is saying, Jay, is true. And the other thing is, but, but that's what it leads to the point you're so, making. The reason people are waiting to see what Jokic does in the, in the playoffs this year is because if he wins a championship, you will never, and I don't think ever again, see a guy's place in history skyrocket like that because what a championship will do is justify all the MVPs. And now all of a sudden you go three straight MVPs, a champion, the whole thing. He's going to be one of the very greatest players ever. But if he falls short, especially early in the playoffs, especially with a healthy team, it's going to be seen as outrageous that he got those three MVPs. That's why you're saying you want to wait to see. I'm just saying, I mean, can you tell me uh, this year, is he your MVP this year? He has to be this year in the regular season so far. I, I Yates, think so. is he your MVP this year? Are you giving it to He Duel has to be the MVP. This is the other problem with the MVP award. This Oh, so like so, so wait so wait I, I, before you go into your point Yates I, I feel like there's a problem with the MVP award well, of course hundred exactly. percent and and that and that correlates to Jokic where I'm saying like yo Jokic is a unique talent man he is like, so whether you want to change the award to the entirety of regular season and postseason combined because yep. that's what you determine to be the MVP then the problem is with the league yes and it's not with yeah, yeah but but Yates, is, turning but it Yates to is making a separate the, the 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 other point is oh, let, even though you're right even though you're right there is because James Harden won the MVP the year that LeBron James but that was won. one there's something about the MVP award even in the regular season that is reserved that by the voters to certain greats who have to also show you something in the playoffs to continue to get it. And even then, sometimes there's fatigue with giving it to the same guy. So the way it's worked out for Jokic is he's about to win his third, and this year he deserves it in the regular season. But how is he even in that position when, and there's no fatigue giving him the award when he hasn't had success in the playoffs, hmm. right? That, there's a difference here. Go ahead, Yates. So my, my whole thing, Jay, is like, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf, right? Like, he is extremely deserving head, shoulders, knees, and toes should get the MVP this season. But it almost highlights the fact that the previous two were questionable because of well, re- changing criteria. Like, he got one MVP because he played the most games. That was that was a criteria in the narrative that year. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's a justifiable average of a triple-double, which we've seen already. And the first one was... Eh, 
it's a nice season. So every time he gets an MVP, it's a different criteria and a different reasoning why, which is a bigger problem because this one that he's getting now is going to highlight the fact that the previous two were problematic. You have him, Jay, at you had you give him I have over him Tatum. The, I, have him I, have, the, I have him at the five range. Okay, I have Tatum over him. I'll take Luca over him. That's six. So now I have him seven. This is a three-time MVP about to be. Is there anybody else? I think maybe it stops there. Am I forgetting anybody? Joel Embiid. Embiid. No, I, ha- I have Jokic eight. Okay. Have Jokic eight. Which is still great. You have but an eight? Yeah, eight, eighth best. Eighth player. I, one to Jokic, I go eight, you go five. We learned anything from the Lakers last night? KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.